Welcome back, listeners, to Season 2, Episode 33 of Everywhere We Go, the home of all things FPL Draft. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I've got two draft experts in the room with me on a freezing cold Tuesday evening. Charles, how are you doing, mate? Evening, Will. I'm good, thank you, my friend. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Uh, apart from absolutely freezing. I mean, Henry just got here and you're bright pink. I'm, I'm, I'm Barry Baltic, Will. <laughs> We've got five aside after as well. I think there's a real possibility of getting frostbite. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the team we're playing are forfeited the last two weeks and this is the week they decide to play. I know. This is going to be like our mental warm-up before like the Arsenal game. Arsenal when they had all those COVID tests. <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, listeners, we, we've got five aside later on, but before that... We've got for you a game week 21 preview in FPL Draft. Just before we get into the the, the upcoming game week, uh, we mentioned on last week's podcast, Charles is the league leader at the moment. I am currently, yeah. I'm being very humble about it. Right. Uh, but Hard I to am... be humble when you go on a podcast. Yeah, true, aren't, true. Aren't you uh, going to lose this week, though? Uh, no, Stefan's two points ahead of me, but I've got like four double game week players still to come. I've got a United game. They've got Palace, as we will come on to. Yeah, yeah. got a lot of United players. And Henry, so we'll how, how are you doing in the league? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 <No>. Still registered. <laughs> <laughs> can't, get the, can't get the words out of my mouth. Um, no, I've lost back to back, um, back to back losses for me. But I'm um, playing Max this week, easy dub. Yeah. Um, and I've I've got uh, 46, 49 points, I think. So oh, fair um, enough. no, I'm battering him. Good stuff. What about you? Uh, second last still. Still can get my hands on a win. Uh, I've scored a lot of points, though, but that is not going to do do me any good. We might be on the way to Bournemouth, Henry. I wouldn't mind that, though. Yeah, it'd be fun. Why not? Uh, anyway, listeners, so let's dive right into it. It's Arsenal against Man United. Wow. This is only the beginning We, we, we've just seen on the on the prep sheet. I've put uh, what position will Mudrick play for <laughs> Arsenal? <laughs> Do you want to ask me a serious question? Now? <laughs> um, so will Martinelli drop out for Mudrick? Will uh, no? Because uh, you don't well, need okay, him, how mate. do you feel about this game, Will? I feel great about this game, Charles. Uh, coming off the back of that North London derby win, I don't think I've seen Arsenal play that well. And maybe ever in in my life in that what? in that first half. I'm I'm really unsure about that. Will what? I mean, what do you mean? Because Spurs just aren't the team. No, that, no I know, of, I know, I know. I and I've seen I know. Arsenal play better this. season. I understand that, and I I I think that maybe we could play better against like lower teams. Like I mean, you know, when we went in and like blue Bournemouth like four 0 away in the first half. Or whatever. You, you played really well against us at Stamford Bridge as well. Yeah, you played better than you. I, did I don't think they got out of second gear that game. No. No, I think in the first, well, maybe that was it. Maybe in the first half, just to just, just completely swat aside Spurs. Obviously in a massive game for yeah, us. Yeah, you never, need some context to that game as well, like considering what happened last season. Yeah. And given the sort of context of the league, you know, City dropping points at Old mm. Trafford. It was a huge result for you. It was a massive result. I mean, in, in, in like draft, I mean, you know, Saka to assist. Odegaard, what a pickup, Charles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> top, oh, yeah. top player we mentioned you can just um, kind of like record this bit and just say it every week right. you, know, you all laughed at me yeah, we did. when I picked Odegaard in the second round I said we he's did. going to explode this season it's getting I, didn't think he'd be, I didn't think he'd be firing them in from 25 yards out every week but, well you know. when you got Hugo Lloris in goal mate oh yeah oh. well we're not talking about Spurs let's talk about Arsenal okay uh, yeah so Arsenal doing really well uh, injuries still Jesus Nez, uh, Nelson and El Nenny I think that's advantage Arsenal though I think uh, Enketia, uh is better than uh, Jesus in that role for Arsenal. <laughs> Even though you hate on Nketiah, yeah. um, he's looked so sharp for Arsenal. He was very, very good the other night. The one thing about Nketiah which he doesn't have is he just doesn't have that clinical finishing presence. Neither does Jesus, to be honest. That's I, that's a good point. You know, Havertz scored as many goals as Jesus I, I saw, I saw. But I think that if, if Nketiah did have that thi- that that deadly uh, finishing about him, he would be very, very good. But he should score. He should, scored, he should have scored against Spurs effectively twice. Yeah, it's only a matter of time for him. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but yeah, and in terms of United, obviously they, you know, beat City last week. Are they in a title race? Mate, definitely. Yeah. I mean, if they go and beat Palace away midweek, then they set up a massive a second, fixture. Yeah. Massive yeah. fixture with you on Sunday. Mm. Um, I can see a draw written all over this, to be honest. Yeah. I think Arsenal just blow them away. Like, I think they've just got enough about them. 
I think I think it would, could be a similar game to the Old Trafford game. I think it'll be a similar thing, even though that was obviously away at United. But I mean, with the, with the form that Rashford's in at the moment, and obviously he Bruno, looks unplayable. I think they'll, no. they'll, I think they will definitely get a goal. Eleventh highest point scorer in the game now, Rashford. Seven goals in a row in all competitions. Nine goals at home in a row. Wow. I think uh, United have got more options from the bench as well. They brought mm. on Garnacho, assist from him. He looked really good um, when he came on for United. Yeah. Uh, they've got more attacking options than Arsenal. Um, they do. And I expect them to run you really close and I, hopefully nick something out of this. I think the, uh, I think that Garnacho is a definite potential pick-up for people going yeah. forward. 100%. Like I think he, he'll be playing minutes. Uh, Just looking at pick-ups as well, Aaron Wambasaka. I was not familiar. <laughs> He's actually he good a, now. He had a really good game. Mm. I, I, I said on the pod last week, there's a bit of kind of like uncertainty around that United right fullback position. I yeah. was kind of inferring, oh, well, you know, Dallow has done sort sorry, of well. well. I wasn't familiar. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go on. Um, but no, wan has kind of like made that position his own. Now. I mean, following this, they've got Palace at home, Leeds away and Leicester at home. So some good fixtures there. Mm, enticing fixtures, Will. Arsenal have Everton away, followed by a double game week of Brentford at home and City at home, which is a big week, and then followed by Villa. Uh, so yeah, you're going to start, I think you're going to start both your sets of players here, despite the magnitude of this game. With the amount of fixtures Arsenal got um, upcoming, would you consider trading in Emil Smith-Rowe? Uh, yeah, if he's on waivers. Uh, and I've said before, if if you have that fifth spot available, then yeah, I think he will get minutes over the next couple of weeks, especially, you know, considering that Brentford at home game potentially, which could could get, could get yield some results. I can, I can definitely see some players getting rested. Will he come into the starting lineup? I doubt it. Just quickly on United, who starts at centre-back for them? Uh, sure. At centre back, he started against City. Yeah. Do you think he starts again here? Yeah. Why not? They won. Martinez. Yeah, Martinez hasn't I think played Shaw much. Shaw had a really good game. Yeah, true. I think that's their new. Then I think their new their new back four is Wambasaka, Varane, Varane, Shaw, and Malasia, which is mental. But yeah. Malasia yeah. should be picked up. Malasia should definitely. Malasia is definitely on my uh, on my on my waiver wire this week. Uh, but anyway, guys, let's move on to another massive game. Uh, sort of a mid-table clash this season, unfortunately. Oh, is this Chelsea? Yeah, it's oh. Liverpool against Chelsea. <laughs> so yes, uh, I think it's eight against eighth against ninth or ninth against tenth, something like that. How are you guys feeling for this game? Underwhelmed. Yeah. Is underwhelmed a right feeling for this game? No, I wouldn't say so. I'd say not confident. Right, okay. I'd definitely say both teams to score in this game. Yeah. That's a matter of fact. I mean, we put no-brainers on our prep sheet here. The no-brainers are to not start either defenders from mm. either team. Um, there's just goals in this game. Yeah. I see this as an opportunity for both sides. I think particularly from Chelsea's perspective, they've been through a lot recently. Um, sort of some off-field good news with the whole Mudrick signing. I think that's sort of like... Yeah. Um, enlightens us to the ambition of the owners looking like th- looking ahead to the next two or three years. Is he so top I think of, is he is he top of your wave wire this week for any team? One hundred percent. I think given who they're playing, Liverpool with their high line and Trent. Do you know what Trent's been really good recently? But mm. still, on his one-on-one defending, especially against someone with this lightning-quick pace, yeah. I think Midrick could have a feel. With First him game away Anfield, that's tough. Well, would you, would you I, take Midrick? Would you take Midrick or Jao Felix? Th- th- Midrick. Um, they're different. They're different positions in fantasy. Felix is a forward. Yeah, but say you're say you're or for me second bottom of the league. Or, or for Max, bottom of the league, who should who should they take? Should they take Midrick or Jao? I Felix? think if you're looking for a fifth midfielder, probably Midrick. Right. Um, um, obviously Felix is banned until the 11th of February yeah. as well but um, Graham Potter showed that he's not afraid to just throw new signings into the lineup with mm. Felix starting against Fulham so I would not be surprised to see Mudrick starting yeah and it's not as if Liverpool. Sterling or Pulisic's going to start in front of them because they're all injured do you know the, the injury section for this kind of column on the prep sheet is bigger than the discussion section <laughs> <laughs> combined for both teams I mean Liverpool have got a huge amount of injuries as well mm. Yeah, I mean, in the context of the season, it is probably why both teams are doing poorly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how are you feeling for your Trent and Robbo uh, selections here? I mean, I've got Robertson. Yeah, well, we did a we did a draft yesterday because we had nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and and Trent and Robbo came sort of in like round seven or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously we were just kind of like quite simplistically just going off the top point scorers, mm. just kind of like picking down. And it was it was only until, as I said, like the fifth or sixth round, you just go down and be like, that's Trent Alexander Arnold. Yeah, that's like a first round guaranteed pick mm. in August. 
and he's all the way down in the sort of sixth or seventh round. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool fixtures coming up, uh, Wolves away, then Everton at home, Newcastle away. I mean, that Everton at home game is going to be... Massive. Yeah, huge. And then Chelsea have got Fulham at home next, followed by West Ham away and Southampton at home. They're good fixtures for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, and fixtures that hopefully, even though it hasn't looked likely lately, hopefully uh, Chelsea can look to pick up clean sheets there. Yeah. Um, off the back of that, uh, a person, a person? A player that impressed. And a person. And a person. <laughs> on uh, on Sunday was Benoit Badia-Shield. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about him. Have I pronounced that correctly, Charles? I don't know. Let's, oh. say, let's say yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, French correspondent. Um, <laughs> Badia-Shield <clears throat> had a really that? good game. <laughs> had a really good game against uh, Palace on Sunday. Right. Um quite confident on the ball, uh, good first-time passes. Um, he looked assured against uh, Zaha and uh, Elise in that lineup. So um, I'd be picking him up, not starting him for this game week, but looking ahead, I think he'd be a permanent fixture in the Chelsea lineup. Do you know what was quite funny? Lewis Hall was playing at left-back and he got injured. Uh, so we put on Koulibaly. And so one would think, you know, Badia Shill at left-back because he's left-footed. Right. He just sticks Koulibaly at left-back. <laughs> <laughs> and his highlight was just doing an overhead kick after giving the ball away. See, seeing him Very... up against Michael Elise, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what, what has Potter done? <laughs> so um, you back yourself right, Callum, do you? will be all right. <laughs> uh, j- just on Lewis Hall, let's say that that injury isn't that bad. He does start a lot for Chelsea now. He won't get those clean sheet points because he's a midfielder in the game, oh. but he gets into very threatening positions. Bit mm. of like a Ben Chilwell in terms of his positioning, his attacking positioning. One thing to also look out for um, for Chelsea players coming up, Reese James back in training, uh, hopefully back in the next couple of weeks. And for Farner back in training as well. Nice. Um, he's a name that obviously wouldn't have accumulated a lot of points this year, so he'll be quite far down in terms of players that are available. Yeah. Um, but I'd be picking up him up not in this game week but perhaps in the game week wave as nice. after good good defensive options there for, uh, for Chelsea yeah Chalaber as well starts ahead of Azpilicueta that's something to look out for uh, just in terms of Liverpool with injuries come opportunities mm. um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain starts a lot for them I'm not saying he's going to win you your game week but Harvey Elliott just scored a belter in the FA Cup yeah so he could start as well definitely uh, let's move on though guys to uh, Leeds against Brentford <laughs> Leeds against Brentford here on uh, on Sunday afternoon, I believe. Two two sides that are in completely opposite ends of the form scale. Mm. Weird way of saying it. Uh, but Leeds have got attacking options worth picking up in draft, don't they, Henry? Uh, Rodrigo bagged yeah. against Villa. Um, he he is their top point scorer this year in FPL. Um, for Leeds. Um, he, he is literally probably the only one apart from. Uh, Nonto that has any attacking output for Leeds really Jack Harrison uh, his attacking returns have been poor since game week three Mm. Um, and apart from that it doesn't look uh, as if there's any attacking spark from anywhere else in their team Bamford returned to the squad uh, to the the side though Henry and he scored a a quite a vintage little poacher's finish a tap in that's not enough to convince me to pick him up not enough no what about he reminds me uh, a lot of Dominic Cavalloon just wow that is an insult is it yeah. Cavalloon hit the bar the other week. Sorry. That is progress. <laughs> <laughs> progress. <laughs> Bamford scored. Um, it, just too injury prone. Yeah. Um, not fit enough. Uh, and I think just Rodrigo starts ahead of him. And they have a new signing as well, Charles, don't yes. they? Yes, Rutter. An absolute gem. Uh, fee rising to £36 million. Got two goals in 15 games in the Bundesliga Prolific. This <laughs> um, a French striker as well can also play on the wing and a second striker so he's versatile mm. which is how Jesse Marshall likes his players um, would be early days to get him in I think but just see how he kind of fares in these upcoming fixtures Brentford at home Forest away United at home it's going to be a good sort of like test to there's see there's quite it. a lot of, quite a lot of strikers uh, going around in the in the league at the moment another thing as well um, obviously Brentford uh, at home a few strikers in the Premier League yeah hot take uh, Brentford obviously got that uh, clean sheet at home to Bournemouth last week that was a good little short term pickup. can't can't put enough praise on Brentford mate they are just yeah. formidable um, they they just look comfortable as a top half Premier League team mm. um, and so many options for them as well Jensen has picked up quite a few a FPL finish. points recently yeah. he takes corners free kicks and he arrives late into the box why did they sign Zam- Damsgaard if they had to have Jensen 
Oh, well, I don't know. Just uh, eventually, when they sell Jensen to Chelsea for eighty mil, <laughs> um, they they've got the ready-made replacement. Damn but, God. but would you would you keep your Brentford defenders in your side for the leads away? Is what I'm asking. I would. It's it's difficult to say because Rico Henry didn't play the last game. He mm. he had a knock. I would because they're dangerous from set pieces. And I know Leeds have conceded quite a few set pieces, uh, a few goals from set pieces this season. Um, So uh, I I would definitely start um, Ben Mee. I think you're looking at these calibre of oppositions, Leeds and stuff. I think a couple of years ago, the Premier League, there used to be no easy place to go. But the kind of bottom eight sides, the, the, the quality is just worsened so much. Now, you know, teams go to Ellen Road and they expect to win. But they, they, but they, they, expect, to, they expect to State. win, but they expect to concede as well, surely. Perhaps, but like, you just kind of need to play this game a little bit more simplistically. If you've got a Brentford defender against Leeds, you're putting him in. Fair, fair enough. Uh, next, let's move to Fulham against Tottenham. against Tottenham Henry yeah huge game London derby they're left right and centre at the moment aren't they massive game mate I'll be going actually Uh, what yeah 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 well I've got tickets is Uh, that because Fulham are just trying to sell every ticket yeah mate they've got spare tickets all around the ground (laughs) genuinely you could buy up to four for Fulham Chelsea um, but I've got two for Fulham Tottenham Monday night football under the lights at the cottage nice Um, I'm expecting a Fulham win here Will can't lie Uh, cottage is a fortress um, and Spurs just look completely out of sorts right now. Abject. With I've, Mitro back in the lineup, um, I expect. But they do. But, but they do win. go and beat poorer sides. I'm not saying that Fulham are a poor side. They F- Fulham are a better side than them at mm. the moment. Like you're, you're like, like you're right. Like Palace are kind of in disarray. They stick four past them. But Fulham are undoubtedly a better side than them at the moment. I could see Fulham winning this to nil. Ooh. Um, so what? Who? What? What Fulham players are you starting here? I'd be starting Willian, definitely. Yeah. Mitrovic. Um, Anthony Andreas Robinson, Pereira. Andres Pereira. Oh, Burnt Leno. Can I just put in a bit, bit for Burnt Leno? Please do. So I remember when we did the draft originally in the Crabtree pub in Fulham. Yeah. And we got that Sky Sports notification yeah, saying yeah. Um, Burnt Leno joins Fulham on loan. It was kind of like the 13th final. I was like, oh, I'm going to get him. Yeah. Um, and, and at first he didn't really start for us. I thought For Fulham, I thought, okay, this isn't going to pay dividends. But since then, he's gotten three double-digit hauls in his past eight games. And he's consistently winning me game weeks. He makes so many saves. Like yeah. I remember when they went away to Leicester, he made, I think, like like six saves that were recorded. Mm. He's been a fantastic fantasy asset. Nice. I mean, um, Fulham's. do you reckon Fulham can keep a clean sheet here despite Spurs' potential attacking players? Def- you say potential attacking players. Who have they got yeah, that could produce that moment of magic? Harry Kane. That is literally it. Mm. I mean, Dan's written on the prep sheet here is Som finished. I'm... It, it looks likely at the moment, Will, doesn't it? Yeah. He looks completely out of sorts. They've got mm. no attacking uh, threat whatsoever apart from Kane. Yeah, no. they, they still have not nailed that left wing back position either. Like Sessegnon was so poor. He, I, felt, awesome. I, felt bad, you, I felt bad for him. Yeah, did, did you see those positions he was getting into in like the first sort of 10 minutes? I thought Spurs started not strongly, but like, you know, c- kind of like capably. Oh, like yeah. they, they could have like, you know, forced Ramsdale into a couple of saves. They did force Ramsdale into a couple of saves. Yeah, yeah. But Sessegnon's crossing was so poor. And defensively, yeah, he was, he was very, very poor. I mean, Fulham will obviously look to exploit them. But yeah, so so do you think, Hen- the Henry, that Fulham keep a clean sheet here then? Uh, I do, Will. Um, and so with that in mind, my nailed on for the week is going to be Tim Ream. Wow. Well, uh, he has transformed under Marcus Silva this captain, year. Captain, though. Yeah, captain, 35 years old. Had a great World Cup for the US as well. Yeah. Um, and he was brilliant against Chelsea. Um, man marking Havertz out of the game, uh, marshaled him very well. And I can see him marshalling Harry Kane uh, the exact same. With Spurs, uh, they looked woeful against Arsenal. Um, and Fulham no schmucks, mate. And uh, <laughs> Fulham's midfield, I think, will dominate Spurs's. Yeah. And uh, that will lead to Spurs creating little or no chances. So um, I mm. see a Fulham win with a clean sheet. I do have another question to ask you guys. Um, so obviously Mitrovic missed that penalty against Newcastle the other day. There's been talk that uh, he, he's gonna he's gonna um, that Mitro's gonna change they're gonna change penalty takers to either Willian or Andreas. If they do we this, we've got some very trivial statistics. If they do this, on this but would that not affect the value of Mitrovic now? 
considering that these top stri- all these top strikers well, no, he only have one of his pens. 11 goals this season have been penalties yeah. he still worked his way into that like 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 think of all like the minus points he's getting for all these missed penalties mm. and he's still like one of the most valuable strikers in the division yeah fair enough but if they do switch what about Willian or Andreas's value yeah Willian scored a penalty i think in his last appearance um against Spurs for Chelsea mm. at the new white hart lane so he has history with that respect yeah, uh, Andres Pereira, seven out of seven in his career. Don't know who's dished that stat out, but <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. Uh, throw no, throw no. a dart at dartboard. Double eighteen. So out of the Spurs assets, Will, who'd you be starting for this game? I think you have to start. You just got to ride with them now. I think there's they're, they're not going to get any worse. If you, I mean, like, what could you trade Son away for? Nothing really. You'd start Kane, obviously. If if you were looking, if you had a player and you wanted to trade for Son, yeah, good and question. You felt a little bit cheeky and kind of like audacious. What kind of midfielder are you? Are you offering Anthony? Anthony for Son? I was literally thinking Anthony. Anthony, That'd be a good yeah, one. yeah. I mean, I I I I don't know. I still do think that Anthony will be good come the end of the season, but at the moment not getting in the side when Man United are playing at their best. Son, the same thing. I, I I wonder if Conte does leave, then Son starts playing much Definitely. better. Definitely. But I don't think Conte leaves before the end of the year. Yeah, that is, that is, that's it. Basically. Dan's written something quite um, quite telling, I think, on the pod sheet. He said, Spurs' midfield four against Arsenal was Sessegnon, Saar, Hoiberg and Doherty. Would that look out of place in a Bournemouth team? <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but because they're Tottenham players. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I mean, we've spoken a lot about Fulham. Obviously, uh, let's just let's let's uh, hear from Ollie. He's doing his oddball now. Ah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Ollie's Oddball. This week is going to be Nottingham Forest. Rainan Lodi. He's been in back-to-back clean sheets for Nottingham Forest, away at Southampton, home against Leicester. We're going to ride this wave. They've got Bournemouth away, who have been absolutely woeful since the restart from the World Cup. Nottingham Forest up to the dizzy heights of 13th of the table. I just think they're going to ride this. They're going to get another clean sheet in the bag. Everyone's going to be happy. You're going to be happy because you're going to have Lodi in and we're going to get some points. Like Forrest, we're going to get the win. Back to you in the studio. Just like he's in the room with us. <laughs> he, he's uh, recorded that through a potato, surely. Yeah. <laughs> I bought him and a mic. I actually <laughs> bought... bought... <laughs> That's not going to make any sense of this. I bought him, a, we bought him a microphone and I don't know, I feel like he's just like plugged it in and just not turned it on. We so. used the company card for wrong things, Will. <laughs> there will be an Drinks investigation. Drinks in the pilot. Uh, but let's let's move on though, guys, too. I mean, Ollie just mentioned the Bournemouth against uh, Forest game. Nottingham Forest up to 13th, Henry. Mate, they are ticking along. <laughs> that that uh, duo up front of Gibbs, White and Brennan Johnson is working like a treat, mate. Huge result in the cup as well. That's all I've got to say about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're they're in the semis now. Yeah, aren't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. They're yeah, playing yeah. United. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, no, they're in banging form, and uh, finally Steve Cooper has sort of nailed down an eleven for them. Yeah. So Jorie starting a right back. I noticed Stefan picked him up. He'd be another good pickup. He is a good pickup. Um, yeah. Uh, mm. Alongside Renan Lodi, uh, as well. And um, they're they're probably the only two um players from Forest that would pick up. However, will I did see that uh, Dean Henderson is going to be out for a month. I their know. keeper, which is a massive is blow, a huge blow. Uh, to them and That's their uh, defence. Just, so, just quickly pivoting back to Aria, in his last five games, he's picked up seven points, one point, ten, mm. eight and eight. Wow. Those what are some really good. And, and that's, you know, United away, Chelsea at home. He's a difficult fixtures as well. He's just performing in. Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, as you mentioned, Gibbs White and uh, Brennan Johnson, that's why this week Gibbs White is my nailed on, definitely. I mean, really? I mean, maybe it should be Brendan Johnson, to be fair. Both his finishes. Both Mate, the, top finishes. Really, really great he, finishes there. Every time Gibbs White puts his head up, he's looking yeah. for Brendan Johnson yeah. and he's making that run. They're, those two have got a great connection. Um, so, and just look at their fixtures, as Ollie mentioned, after Bournemouth. Leeds at home, Fulham away, and uh, let's not talk about City. <laughs> but um, I, I feel like they are going to be the mainstays in Forrest's team uh, that are going to create the most attacking yeah. output for them. So and, they'll and be looking for, to them. And for me, them coming up against this Bournemouth side, I mean, Bournemouth, uh, their expected goals against are uh, 18th in the league with 31.2. 
Uh, they've conceded nine goals in four games since the World Cup. They also haven't scored, as Oli mentioned, in those games. I mean, looking at a matchup right now, I don't think you can you can ask for a better one than Bournemouth, realistically. They've dropped off a cliff, Will. It's yeah. almost like ever since Gary O'Neill's signed that permanent contract, they've become more cautious, yeah. sat even uh, deeper back. And uh, they're not... They're when uh, Before Gary O'Neill signed that contract, not that I follow Bournemouth intensely, but it seemed <laughs> to me like they were playing Dominic Solanke and Kiefer Moore up top together. Mm. And now they only play one of them up top. And, and I feel like they've just been a bit more passive recently. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, the proof is in the pudding, Will. And Solanke out this week with through injury. So it's really looking... Big Kiefer Moore up top. Really looking bad for them. It uh, is sort of expected that they would gravitate into this sort of relegation scrap though eventually. I mean, uh, it's going to be hard for them, but I think, yeah, definitely look into your Forest players. I mean, w- ha- imagine saying that at the beginning of the season. Uh, but next, let's move on to City against Wolves. <laughs> How are City going to be feeling after that derby loss, Charles? I think they're going to be dejected and it's really interesting to see how Guardiola reacts to these things. He'll either fix it completely, they're going to win 5-0, or yeah. they'll do what they did two seasons ago and they'll just kind of tread water and Arsenal, or you know, it was Liverpool two years ago, will continue to pull away, right. sail into the sunset and you know, before you know it, all they're looking forward to is the Champions League. So it's games like these where, as I said, they can either go and win 5-0 or it will be like a cagey sort of 1-1, 1-0. But mm. as you've said many times on the pod this season, Charles, these are games that City used to take care of business yeah. of last season yeah. and now they don't. Yeah. Uh, Wolves are a top team now under Lopet. Top. Is Sorry, you were singing Wolves praises I am. in the past I am. few I am. weeks. I am. I'm their number one and, fan, but I'm not saying they they're are, a top mate. team. As in, they could give top teams a game. Yeah, 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 potentially. And, and they won't roll over for City. Not uh, many teams do, but yeah. um, Wolves will certainly give them a good game. I, I remember Dan was on the pod, which like three years ago by this point. <laughs> uh, but he says, oh, I've got Edison in goal. And he just looks at these kind of games, you know, Wolves at home, Brentford at home. And he just thinks, oh, you know, that's six points, seven points. And it never, ever happened. Mm. I mean, don't be surprised if Wolves scored. Edison is the ninth highest scoring keeper in the league um, this year. That is mid-table mediocrity. Yeah, I mean, absolutely mental. I mean, but yeah, um, you mentioned uh, Wolves. They've got um, Cunha starting up top now with Podence and Wang either side. Another Um, goal for Podence, Will. Another goal for Podence. uh, Three goals in four games. He's your only Wolves no-brainer, I'd say, here, just because of the matchup realistically. But I think you'd still be not totally confident, but you'd still be fine starting your other Wolves attackers. I think a lot of other players in this Wolves side that are playing really well, um, Nunez. Matias Nunez, he, he had a good game against West Ham. He's obviously not going to be a target in in FPL draft, but he's one of those players that is really bolstering this Wolves team. He, he's class and he's really making them tick. Um, but yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of City, I mean they're still getting returns with their with their players. Just that that United game might have been a bit of an anomaly. anomaly There's a question that's been on everyone's lips: Is Haaland making them a worse side? No. See, I thought this at the beginning of the year and I very much ate my words by the fact he scored 18 goals in his first eight games or whatever. But when he doesn't, I know it sounds stupid, but like when he doesn't score, they are objectively poorer going forward and poorer off the ball as well because I'm not saying he doesn't press, he doesn't know how to effectively press. I think they're just becoming a different sort of team. That's that's what they're doing. And like they might have these teething problems, but I don't think they, maybe right now they might be a little bit toothless going forward weirdly because they have the best striker in the world up top but I can so see them in about the match of three games working it out completely and going back to the beginning of season form what I did notice uh, initially in the season is that the wingers were profiting a lot more like the likes of Foden and stuff yeah um, and now Mares, who's really come into his own who by the way drumroll is my nailed on for this week wow uh, having talked up how this might be a potential banana skin for City I I do back them to bounce back, sort of like a two or three nil. Yeah. And Mares looks reinvigorated, quite strong considering he drew a blank against Old Trafford. But he certainly looks a much better player than he did in the first half of the season. But he started against Old Trafford, which is the main thing, and got um, at least sixty minutes in that game. Yeah, well, they're they're playing Spurs tomorrow. Yeah, a player that didn't get is not getting as many minutes as uh, he should. Will mm. Phil Foden, mate? Yeah, what's what on going earth on there? has happened to him? Another player that's dropped off a cliff, the face of a cliff. Sometimes with these City uh, players, they have a dip in form and then they come back even stronger. 
Okay, so would you say trading for Phil Foden? Because if I was a Phil Foden manager, I'd be fuming at the moment I because think, he's a top th- top three round pick. I think that the best City side comes out towards the end of the season, and I think the best City side this year is Foden, Haaland, and Mares. I think that's the best their best front three. So th- those are the players I would be going for if I if I you know in your shoes. And Foden be Foden be a good trade target right now. Mm. Akanji and Ake starting at the back for City as well. Um, can you see that in the next game as well, Charles? Yeah, Diaz and Stones are still out, so I expect them to keep their place. Um, Aki, I remember when we were linked with him as someone, I thought, no, I don't want any of that. But he's actually looked very good for yeah. him recently. I mm. mm. uh, can also fill in at left back as well. So he's probably a more valuable asset to have than the likes of Diaz and Laporte, who are rarely in the side because they're always injured. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Wolves, after this, have got Liverpool at home, which, you know what, they've, they've played them quite a lot recently. Obviously, they're playing them in the, in the Cup as we speak. And after that, they got Southampton away and Bournemouth at home. So decent fixtures for them. And City have got Spurs, uh, followed by Villa and Arsenal, and then Forest away. Good racing weather at Aintree. And more than a quarter of a million people are here to see the biggest event of the chasing club. This week on Henry's Lump Jobs. Um, we're going we're gonna to go over the treble this weekend, Will. Um, haven't won one all year. Um, What's New Year? It's a new year, new me. Uh, and so this new me consists of winning this treble. Uh, it's not safe, I can't lie. But um, we're trying to win back and get in the green for the year. So we start the very first fixture of the game week, Liverpool v Chelsea at Anfield. Um, I'm going to go with a draw here, Will. I would go both teams score draw. However, I'm just going to play it safe, you know? I'm yeah. just going to go draw here. Uh, I feel like both sides are definitely going to score in this game. It'd be quite a cagey affair. Um, so I see a draw here and then we're going to go to the three o'clocks on Saturday and we've talked up Forrest at that connection with Gibbs White and Brennan Johnson so I'm going to go Forrest to beat Bournemouth uh, away uh, having Bournemouth having lost their last three games Forrest in flying form hopefully they can kick on and beat Bournemouth here and then finally we go to the Emirates Super Sunday 4.30 here we go. for the title decider as Paul Merson says I'm going to go Arsenal to win this game against United uh, that treble is 18.33 to 1 and I'm going to stick a tenner on it Will 180 190 quid returns I'm going to stick a tenner on it and yeah. um yeah, that pays for our ski trip in April. <laughs> or, or a couple chicken nuggets in April. <laughs> Thanks very much, Henry. Palace against Newcastle, Charles. Yeah, um, Palace continue to slide. They weren't dreadful against Chelsea, but I think this current Chelsea team are very easy to play against. Uh, so it's not really saying anything. Um, are they about to get finessed by Newcastle? I think they are. I think they are. Um, they're, they're, their season kind of just seems to be slipping a little bit. Like they won't get relegated, but it's sort of, you know even we're only halfway through the season. Yeah, it does sort of see like seem like they're teetering a little bit. I, th- I think a good indication of where Newcastle's season is is that obviously Charles mentioned last night that we did it. We did a draft for, and actually we can, we did it for an episode next week, a mid-season draft. So keep your eyes and ears mm. out for that one. But one thing I meant I, no- I noticed doing that is that um, Dan Byrne went in. I think round five. Yeah, I yeah. picked him up, mate. I love Dan Byrne. He's and everyone brilliant. was like, oh, great pick. <laughs> so I think that indicates the sort of season that, that Newcastle are having at the moment. I mean, you know, Palace- he, you know, like in our, in our draft, I picked him up free on the wave wire in like week three or something. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm. That's why you seven kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Money but, moves. But so, but so obviously going to this, so going to this game, they're st- they are going to be away at uh, Palace here. He's still going to be confident starting your Newcastle players. It's not the fortress once was no. uh, Crystal Palace's home ground. Um, I'd be very confident starting uh, all Newcastle assets. I'd have to- you're talking Nick Pope, Trippier, Danburn, Cher, uh, Botman, even Bruno Gamares, um, Almiron. The only conundrum for me is who starts Wilson or Isaac. Yeah. I know Isaac got that winner that against Wilson Fulham. Was so good against Fulham, he was really good. Mm. Just stick them both on. Yeah, I think so. Put uh, put Isaac on the left. I think less returns for um, um, St. Maximan, despite the fact that he will be starting, I think, on the left wing. Um, just just given, just watching that, uh, that that second half of the, well, at least when Isaac came on the pitch, I feel like it will just be Isaac and Wilson getting these points, but I mean, I could be wrong there. Amaron's dropped off a lot recently. Yeah, and that's coincided with them just not scoring a lot of goals in, in recent games. Yeah. They've had tricky games, like trip to the Emirates and stuff, oh, and, yeah. and they've had kind of cagey games, but... 
he had he used to be that player who could just sort of make something happen and he sort of hasn't really been the same since the World Cup. I mean they've got West Ham at home, Bournemouth away, Liverpool at home coming up next, so some easier defence there. Palace on the other hand, we've got United away, Brighton at home, and then Brentford away. Just to pivot to Palace quickly, um Anderson limped off against Chelsea, so that will mean James Tompkins comes in. Hmm. Uh, to the Palace back four, I'm not it's suggesting. Just, I'm not, I'm not it's suggesting. It's not Palace what ag- you want to see as a <laughs> yeah. Palace fan. James Tompkins coming on, like <laughs> he shouldn't be in the top two leagues in in, in English football. Sorry, James. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get uh, you know a hit list of fat were declared by James Tompkinson, let's move on to uh, <laughs> Leicester against Brighton. Leicester against Brighton to. Very exciting sides uh, at the beginning of the season. Now, probably just Brighton that's the exciting one. Yeah, Leicester in shocking form. They've lost their last four games, netted only once. Um, any value in picking up Leicester defenders when they had that good clean sheet run? I think they kept four clean sheets in five games. That was a good time. Games. That was a they, fun they, time. They kept four clean sheets in five games, For and who? the only game they conceded against was against City. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I was picking up my Wout Fizers and stuff. And he concedes two comical own goals against Liverpool. And that's kind of like... In, in a way. And, and that's kind of just sort of like pioneered their downfall. Those own goals have kind of plummeted Leicester's season. Yeah. And they're not been Danny, they've not been Danny Ward's fault either, may I add. <laughs> but, I, um, I heard him shout keeper. But, but Brighton, Brighton, loads of assets right now. I mean, those two wingers, Matoma and March. They're irresistible right now, mate. Uh, I think March has uh, really benefited of Trossard's absence, mate. Um, starting right wing and he I think he's returned 11 and 19 points in the mm. last two game weeks they phenomenal look, they actually look better without Trossard yeah. I mean it's a small sample size we're only talking kind of three fixtures but like this is arguably the best I've ever seen Brighton play Definitely with Matoma on the left and March on the right Matoma is a joke he's so have good. you seen that sort of dribbling thing you know he, he kind of dropped out of football to study Just, yeah. dribbling at university yeah Madness. Something Ollie would do. What? <laughs> Imagine Ollie Different type that. of dribbling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but what um, would you do with your with your March at the moment? Obviously, on fire. Would you keep him or do you try and trade him for a, for a better player? No, I'm keeping him. I, 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 if I'm a March owner, I'm in love with him. I, I don't want to trade him away. Mm. Brighton is sick at the moment. Why would I want to trade him away? He's, he's uh, linking up really well with uh, their number nine at the moment, Evan Ferguson, mate. Another return for him as well. Yeah. An assist. Um, they just look irresistible right now, mate. Where do Brighton pull these players from? Like Chelsea are going to come come for, for like another quarter of a billion pound raid on them. Mm. Caicedo, Matoma. It's just a joke. They're, they are, they're in very good form right now. We may now. as well buy the stadium. <laughs> um, another player, Will, uh, that played really well against Liverpool for Brighton, who should definitely be drafted in, and is another permanent fixture of this Brighton team, Levi Colwell. Ah, um, he's got to be in your team along with Estupinan as well from the Brighton defence yeah. and perhaps Dunk um, Brighton have got some favourable fixtures uh, coming up uh, that uh, Bournemouth at home Palace away and then Fulham at home I'd definitely be drafting in Levi Colwell yeah try get those defenders in guys uh, but let's move on quickly to Southampton against Villa So last week, me and Charles spoke about Everton against Southampton. We decided that it was the game to see who was the worst yeah, side in the yeah. league. And Southampton won. I'm, I'm sure, you know, all the players listening to this were tuning in to sort of well, to I, see who got the accolade. I think all the Everton fans definitely were because, the, oh, anyway, we'll get to Everton later. But um, Southampton, Henry, I mean, James will pass two goals. Mate, what a player. I mean, he, this is like a penalty kick for him. Yeah. 25 no, yeah, yards out from the is. goal he's probably got a better record from free kicks than Mitch, that, Mitch does at penalties yeah and you, you look at the keeper and you're like why didn't he move it's because James Will-Prowse could stick it in any corner mm. and he just rooted to the spot because it's just impossible to save yeah. um, and that finish for the first goal he had uh, brilliant honestly but in terms of other Southampton assets I would not be starting any of them mm. really other than James Will-Prowse at a stretch Perhaps Chele, otherwise known as Che Adams. But um, apart from that, they, I think I don't think they win this they game. They have that new signing though, Orsic. Orsic, he mm. scored against Chelsea earlier yeah. in the year. Yeah, yeah. he put yeah, Fofana no, on he's, his he's really good. He's absolutely rapid, by mm. the way. Mm. So any high lines? I still Villa I'm, play quite a high line. I'm still gonna yeah, I'm still gonna maintain my uh, just just hold off on Southampton players. Villa, on the other hand, uh, Bailey. I said yeah, he returned yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, we Scored were, within three minutes. Yeah, we, nah, we, mate, we were mocking him. Don't we were care. Him. I'm, I'm trading him away. 
don't like him. You got he, him? Yeah, yeah. I've had him for like a month now. He misses too many chances. Yeah, but he's mm. getting into those positions. Will Will offer I me? Want him. Will offer me Trossard for him this week. <gasps> I nearly broke my phone. <laughs> Villa beat Leeds. They weren't the better side, really. I mean, Leeds should have scored loads of goals. Um, Buendia on the score sheet, though. Uh, he uh, he's uh, he's probably their best player at the moment on that left on that left side of midfield. Yeah, they've got a lot of those kind of like number ten players, number ten caliber. Another one, players. Jacob Ramsey, yes. coming back into the team. Another Villa name. We're in we're, what? We're we're in love with Villa at the moment. Will <laughs> Moreno, the left back. Yeah. So we all thought <clears throat> Digne was going to be a great fancy asset for uh, Unai Emery's Villa. However, they've just signed a left back called Moreno from Real Betis, and uh, he started for Villa against Leeds. And uh, I expect him to start from now until the end of the season. So with their fixture uh, fixtures in mind coming up, they've got Leicester at home. So uh, I'd be definitely be getting him. <laughs> and in then I'll <laughs> City away and also. No, 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 no. Short term, win your game week. I think that Villa still have a, uh, a bit of a way to go defensively. But um, but yeah, definitely with Ramsey, I think could could he came back inside, started against Leeds, back from injury. Uh, could be some really exciting players there. But let's move on, guys, to West Ham against Everton. Ugh. So West Ham against Everton. Yes, yeah, so after saying last week with our chest that Everton, uh, Southampton was the... Whoever loses it is the worst team in the league. I think this is the new... The Battle of Yeah, ass. this is the new final. The common denominator in this, Everton are in both <laughs> games. <laughs> um, uh, th- this is a West Ham win, by the way. Yeah. I think they've got enough about them. I mean, you've got Skamaka and Paqueta in your team. Like, the law of averages must just turn in your favour Why, why do you say Skamaka, though? Because Antonio started against Wolves. Well, um... The questions on everyone's lips are up and down the country right now. What <laughs> is wrong be, with Everton? The reason they've tuned into it. <laughs> we've saved the best for last. <laughs> Everton, uh, what is wrong with them? I think everything, everything possible is wrong with Everton. Uh, they bottle uh, leading positions. They've lost 13 points from leading positions this season, which is the league highest. Uh, no manager in Everton history has a worse loss percentage than Lampard, 53.5. I think that's the fact that sticks out for me. I love Frank, but they, their manager is not good enough. He's uh, inexperienced. He is unproven. The only the, the only kind of like track record he has has been failures. Yeah. The spine of their team is not awful. Mm. Pickford, Tarkovsky, you know, all, all the midfielders, uh, Calvert-Lewin up front, Gray. It's not an awful side. It's not like a bottom of the table side. Mm. I just think they're mismanaged. I think they need to get a new manager. Well, I think they, they firstly, they don't. The, their highest scoring game this season has been 3 0 against Palace. They've scored two goals once, and then the rest of their games, they've either scored one or no goals. So they're not scoring anything. And then remember a couple of months ago where Everton weirdly had like the best defense for about like two weeks or no a month or so. Again, yeah. like and, and, ex- and the XGA was kind of like feeding off that. It's like, oh yeah, you know Everton actually, you know <laughs> Lampard actually coaches a good block. It's like does he? F- then their, their XGA was like you know nineteenth or twentieth. Well, that's all coming back. It's all it's all coming to fruition now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but so yeah, just stay well away from all these Everton players. Unfortunately, don't watch this game if you can. I, I would like to tune into this game just to see <laughs> just to see like the fans' reactions. I feel like both sets of fans are quite hostile, yeah. and I could just see them like you know you know fighting mo- each other in their own stands. You know the motion of fans like getting off their seats and like throwing their arms in yeah. the air. Everton and West Ham are prime for that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm actually really looking forward to watching this. No, I do. I do like the comedy of Everton a lot. Like, what kind of why I'm obsessed with them? But like at the same time, it's getting a bit crazy right now. For for West Ham, I mean, Fornals came into the side ahead of Landini. Um, there's not really a lot to say for West Ham. Cresswell had another poor game. Yeah. Against Wolves, really it dropped off a the cliff. The goat is aging. Yeah. Um, their fullbacks used to be a really kind of potent position for them, but now they've just dropped out massively. Mm, mm. Uh, let's move on to the uh, um, roundup questions. Hey, hello, come here, donkeys. Here we go. We started. Come here. What is that? It's all right. What is that? What, what is that? Charles. Yes, sir. The chopping block. The chopping block is out. Uh, um, yeah, it's a player that's actually been mentioned earlier on the pod. I, I like to leave this as a surprise to you two. So, right. oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so when you mentioned it, you wouldn't have known what you were talking about. <laughs> but it's Anthony. Oh, I like it. I like mm, it. It's a lot. Anthony. So, like when you said, you know, I swap it for Son, I was like, you know, fuck. 
see you swapping for Son. He's awful. Uh, no, look, Anthony, I've no doubt there was quality there. He made a very good start to his Man United career. Three goals in his first three games. Mm. Um, since then, no attacking returns at all. Since game week 10. We're yeah. in game week 20 now. Get it in the vein. Um, he started three of the last seven fixtures. And... Uh, I think, you know, he's kind of like perceived as this player you can have as your fourth or fifth choice midfielder and he will always provide a goal threat, but it doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah. Jadon Sancho, when's the last time you saw Jadon Sancho play, Will? Uh, like 30 years ago? Yeah, yeah like 2018 maybe. Yeah. He's got more points this season than Anthony. Wow, that's great He's got, he's got two that. more points than Anthony this season. And, you know, it got to the point in the Manchester derby, you know, he's, he's not playing at the moment. I think they're playing Bruno Fernandes, not really out wide, but sort of like in this narrow... like position on the right yeah. uh, he just can't get in the team anymore and they've got these upcoming fixtures in the League Cup semi-final I imagine he will start those against Forest yeah. but then when it comes to the league they're going to play those full straight 11s will Anthony be in there no he's not worth being had as your fourth or fifth choice midfielder anymore get rid of him do me a favour get out yes chef get out yes chef upstairs get out Henry who has got you up this week is Kepa Arida Balaga well, clean sheet against Crystal Palace at home. Much needed clean sheet and win for us. Yeah. Uh, five saves as well, which Ooh, uh, nice. Lots of points. got me an extra point and three bonus points uh. for him. Uh, not only that, Will, let's, let's take away the stats for a minute. Just, all right, all right. I'll just trust my eyes. Uh, he pulled off some worldy saves really? in yeah. the first half, yeah. just before half time. And uh, the second half with that volley at yeah, Dekoro. Yeah, just before half time, they had a header near post corner, mm. and it was almost David Seaman esque, mate. You know, that <laughs> one where he reached, like, grabs it out the goal. Yeah. They're basically the exact same. Wow. Uh, kept in the game and uh, made sure we got three points. He's objectively, so big a, very, up he's objectively a very good keeper now. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Perhaps not. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, I, no, I, he I, is. I think he I is. Just, I think he'll he, just never. He's so good with that, his feet as that well. Mind, that, that, that image of him just, like, just telling Sari to. to off is just imprinted him. Mate, it's empowering. <laughs> Charles, who's got you up this week? I'm going to go Dan Byrne. Um, yeah. I can be boring and just go with Odegaard because he scored again. But I, I think I've kind of like, you know, said my piece with him. Uh, Dan Byrne got me nine points. As I mentioned earlier on the pod, I picked him up free on the waiver wire. Mm. He's now picked up six clean sheets in a row and got three bonus points here, similar to um, Kepper with the Chelsea game. You really just want a piece of this Newcastle back line. Yeah, they are they are in demand, and I feel very lucky to have him. And yeah, those three bonus points. I'm in a tightly contested duel currently with Stefan, so who knows that those three po- bonus points and nine points overall could hold me in good stead. Will, who's got you up? For me, it's um, it's Patty B, Patrick Bamford. Uh, you just, don't have him in your team. I do. I do still. That's scandalous. I know. Still, uh, still. Um, look, his first goal all season. Uh, I don't care if it was a tap-in or not. Now he's straight back in the starting side for me. No, I don't know if he's a more natural striker than, oh than Rodrigo. <laughs> so I'm still holding faith, but it's good to see him get some points. Uh, Henry, who's got you down this week? Uh, the Egyptian king, Will. Mo Salah. Yeah. Three two points in a row from him. Uh, in games, you expect um, for him to return to some attacking returns. Leicester home, Brentford away, Brighton away. Mm. Uh, three two pointers. Um, so not very confident in my Egyptian king no. currently. What about you, Will? Who's got you down? Uh, Kieran Tierney for me. I think it's fully solidified after seeing Zinchenko in that Arsenal side that there's just no way he's touching the starting side. He's a ridiculous player, Zinchenko, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He's playing like, on a different kind of ridic- level. Like, obviously, everyone did mention, gave him the plaudits, but like, I just want to re- like say it again. He was so, so he's, good. He's ridiculous. Um, and like it proves, you know, you can have a left back, a full back who doesn't bomb forward and yeah. still be one of your best players. That's what a Kukurea is to Chelsea. That's the kind of like ideal mm. version of Kukurea. The di- yeah, the difference it makes for our midfield is just staggering. Mm. Uh, Charles, who's got you down? Um, I'm going to go Canate. One point, disappointing three nil performance, three nil result away at Brighton. Do you want to guess how many points Ibrahima Canate has amassed the entire season? Thirty. Uh, no, I'd say uh, 21. Three. <laughs> but, no, what? <laughs> nah. He's got three points. <laughs> no way. He's featured in four games this season, and one of them he scored the own goal against Brentford. That so he got one point oh against he got one point against Brighton. That took his total from two to three points. <laughs> um yeah, I mean like Va- He was Va- drafted, wasn't he? I th- he must have been, yeah. He must wow. have been. I mean, Van Dyke got injured, so I thought, oh, you know, just put in Canate. Yeah. Liverpool, they're in poor form at the moment, but, you know, Sodslaw, they'll just 
get clean sheets. They, they're a good team at the end of the day. Mm. Um, but but you know, I mean, if he were to get a clean sheet, it would probably triple his current <laughs> his current overall points. So yeah, shambles at the moment, Will. Henry, who's top of your waiver this week? It's none other than Mikhailo Mudrik, Will. Uh, mm. Nine goals in the Ukrainian league in 21 appearances has convinced me that he <laughs> deserves a starting position in my team. And uh, it's convinced me that uh, Chelsea are going to be on a roll with him yeah. in the side. We're going to go to Anfield. We're going to smash out the gaff. Uh, Charles, who's top of your waiver this week? Going to go Levi Cole, Will. It was between him and um, Benoit Badia-Chao of Chelsea, who also had a very good game recently. But I already have Thiago Silva on the back. Chelsea don't have the best clean sheet record recently. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to kind of fray away from them. Brighton picked up their first clean sheet for a while. So I'm hoping that their defence is in good form. I just need to get rid of Wout Fies, to be honest. Yeah. I thought I was some sort of smart ass yeah. picking him up. And like he did get a couple of clean sheets for me. but He's got a couple of goals as well. Yeah, but the milk has gone stale. So yeah. Cole Will for me. Ask me. Well, who's top of your waiver? Uh, it's my nailed on this week. Morgan Gibbs-White uh, is available in most leagues. Uh, Bournemouth are a home or away this weekend. Who knows? But it's Bournemouth They're this home, weekend. Mate. It's Bournemouth this weekend, uh, so they should be banging in some goals and hopefully he continues his form. Uh, Henry, what matchup are you looking forward to? Oh, not a lot, really. No? I'm looking at my team right now. Um, I'm going to go for uh, Brighton away to Leicester. I've got Lewis Dunk and Evan Ferguson in my team. Yeah. Um, Leicester are there for the taking for Brighton. I feel like they'll just pop them yeah. off the park and can expect a Ferguson goal and hopefully a Brighton clean sheet and Dunk getting in the points. Mm. Charles, what matchup are you looking forward to? Not really looking forward to next week, actually, Will. All <laughs> my players are sort of playing against each other. Yes. I've got a lot of United players who have got Arsenal, got a lot of Arsenal players who have got United, got Chelsea and Liverpool playing against each other. Uh, so I think I might lose this game week, actually, Will. But I do have still a few Newcastle players and they've got a relatively easy trip to an out-of-form Selhurst, to an out-of-form Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park. Yeah. So I'm going to back down Burnt to keep up his incredible clean sheet record and mm. pick me up another, let's say, six or seven points. Maybe nod in a goal. Yeah, why not? Why not? Will, what matchup are you looking forward to this week? Uh, mine is um, Robertson against Chelsea at home. Really? I just want to see how, how he's going to do. Hopefully, he. I've just written there, hopefully he bodies Mudrick. That's about it. Well, I mean, he won't be marking him. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. That's so what I also thought. You, but I still you clearly, hope he you does clearly it. didn't watch enough of those compilations. <laughs> all, your, all your fans made. Mate. I, I asked you as well. I, I which didn't is watch the any. best compilation watch to any. watch? And you never replied. <laughs> I, back to I never watched any. Okay, I know. Uh, Henry, what have you learned this week? Uh, I've learned that Arsenal fans get yeah. triggered easily. Mate. Okay, uh, Charles, what have you learned this week? I've learned that bonus points count a lot. So I was kind of like I was trading water in my matchup against Stefan. There's still a lot of fixtures to be played. Uh, but until those bonus points to Odegaard, Thiago Silva and Dan Byrne, I was actually comfortably losing. Mm. But ever since they got added, I'm in a very authoritative position and I fancy myself to pick up another win. Nice. Will, what have you learned this week? Uh, I've learned that Arsenal are a much, much better side than Chelsea. Oh, and, see, uh, this is what I mean. You are triggered. <laughs> you are triggered. And that's all we need to know. You're triggered. You know, well, and we I'm, don't need that fraud, <laughs> Mudrick. He's yeah. played like 10 games. Yeah, yeah brilliant. You 100 million. You've never watched it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he's brilliant we, on YouTube. Okay, okay, brilliant. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to that episode of Everywhere We Go. We hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we have a new member of the podcast joining Ooh. us. Ooh. Uh, and we'll be doing a mid-season drop, mid-season draft. He's on He's on probation, though, Will. <laughs> but fan poll at the end yeah. of the year. <laughs> uh, anyway, Henry. Cheers, Will. Charles. Pleasure, Will. We've got to run to five aside now. Bye, bye, bye. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>